If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and if there is one theme that runs through today's conversations, it is that working in healthcare is exhausting but rewarding. But don't just take my word for it. Here's how a few of your fellow associates described how they feel when they leave work at the end of the day. Exhausted. Very exhausted. Exhausted. Sometimes you can be emotionally drained. It's exhausting. Healthcare is not easy. But I'm very satisfied with the team that we have. They've got this. It's a rewarding job. Nemours Associates' Shaylise Bennett, Martin King, and Michelle Reed all agree that the work is exhausting, but with the immediate caveat that the physical and mental capital spent on keeping kids healthy is well worth the effort. We'll hear from each of them today, starting right now with Shaylise Bennett at the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. As a certified child life specialist, Shaylise helps families navigate the healthcare system and the Nemours enterprise. Occasionally, that means helping families prepare for the unthinkable, the death of a child. It is emotionally draining on Shalise and her team. So how do they cope? We have learned, and I've learned through the years, to do a lot of self-care. So in the moment, recognizing in myself when I need to take a break, step away, go to the office, talk with another coworker, cry, <laughs> just being able to know who to trust, who to, who to talk to. Just talking with each other, the, the people the closest to us are the ones that work with us and know these families. So the staff, we, we build those relationships with child life staff. Um, we just are able to talk through how we're feeling and support each other. I think that's one big advantage of being a smaller team right now is child life is very supportive of each other. Honestly, here at Nemours, I feel like we have a good staff of uh, oncology nurses and medical team on that side that really helps support each other when we're having hard times or, you know, having, unfortunately, kids that aren't going to do well with treatment. Does it take a special kind of person to work here at Nemours, and in particular in child life, do you have a certain fortitude or certain quality that others don't have? Because Uh, I'm not sure everybody could do your job. Yeah, people say that whenever we, or at least when I explain what I do and the population I work with, everyone always looks at me and says, oh, it does take a special person. I don't know how you do it. And I don't know. I don't feel that way. Personally, I'm a child life specialist. That's, I knew exactly wanted, that that's what I wanted to do when I found out what child life was. And that's what I've been doing ever since. I knew I wanted to work with children and help them deal with hard experiences and just be there for them. I feel like child life is more rewarding than anything. I know there are sad times, but I feel very it's just very rewarding to go home and know that you've helped children. You've helped them in their hard, difficult moments. 
I don't know if I'd say it takes a special person. We always joke in child life that, I mean, you have to be, you have to communicate and you have to be able to be flexible because we can, I can make a plan all day long of exactly what I'm going to do all day and that changes by the minute. <laughs> so, no, I think that compassion I mean, I feel like a lot of staff here at Nemours, if you're going to be in pediatrics anywhere, even if it's not at Nemours, you would most likely be a compassionate person to be able to work with children in these families. It's difficult, but, um, but it's wonderful at the same time. The mission here is your child, our promise. Talk about, and I think you basically have covered this, but how does child life fit into that overall mission? We're here to work with children and families, everyone in the family, but we're really focused on children. And yes, there are medical staff here to help with the medical needs. And we want to be that part of the team that, and we are part of the team, that are the psychosocial support and the mental health. Children are still children, and they have to be able to be a part of their care and understand what's going on. And it's scarier when they don't know what's going to happen or what to expect, and that's why we're here, to help them to be more prepared and for us to be there when they need support or need the, someone to advocate for what's best for them. We get consulted and referred often for children that aren't coping. I'm called often for some children, again, in the oncology population, that have to get their port accessed. It's a central line where you get a poke, and some patients, some children, um, Every single time they have to do it, it's very traumatic. They're very scared. And so there are different things that I do to help them be more prepared and kind of play through their experiences and figure out what to do to cope better each time. Sometimes it goes well, sometimes it doesn't. But I love seeing children get to a point eventually where we may have taken several times to get there, but it's finally so much better and they actually cope through because they're practicing some of the coping strategies that I've taught them. And I love seeing how much better they are because the idea is they don't need to come in and ask for child life every single time. If they get to a point where they finally can actually do it on their own, that's fantastic. I, I feel like I've taught them something that they can hopefully practice in many different parts of their life when they have anxiety or they feel scared. So hopefully they're practicing relaxation from years to come. But for these specific hard procedures, I love seeing how much better they do after I've been working with them for a while. Is there one colleague, one associate that you work with, doesn't even have to be in your, your team, it could be on your team, that you want to recognize on the podcast for going above and beyond? I don't want to just pick one person. That's hard. That's Everybody a hard says question. that. Everybody says it that. It is, because honestly, with at least one answer being the child life team itself, we really... We communicate constantly all day long with each other so that if there's a child that needs an IV, for example, or a procedure, and no matter what area that child's in, if we're getting that call and one of us is not able to be there, we're reaching out to the whole team to figure out who can be there to help, who's going to reach out and go assess the child's needs. So I feel like our whole team really, in my opinion, goes above and beyond for each other to help patients. Um, rapid fire, best professional advice you have ever received. Ooh, okay. So there had been a, a very wise child life specialist, one of my supervisors years ago, who when I would get frustrated or overwhelmed with feeling like I couldn't do enough, she said a couple things to me. One, you can only do what you can do with the resources you have and the time you have. And 
you have to be okay with that. And she, when I was feeling very overwhelmed, had said, you know, you need to step back and take a breath. She taught me how to do self-care and to also ask for help. That might be actually my answer, to ask for help. I thought I could do everything on my own. And I'm realizing, well, I've realized for years, <laughs> it's okay to ask for help when you feel like you're drowning or when you, you feel like you're overwhelmed and you need to take a break. So definitely asking for help and asking questions. It's okay to ask questions. No matter how long you've been in any field, you don't know everything. So ask questions and ask for help. Another great coping method, courtesy of Shalise Bennett, certified child life specialist with the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. Shalise's Orlando colleague, emergency services manager Martin King, oversees day-to-day operations of the Nemours Children's Hospital Emergency Department. Yet another exhausting yet rewarding post within the Nemours enterprise, whose success hinges, according to King, on teamwork. They're an excellent team. We have registered nurses, we have paramedics, uh, we have our, our physicians, we have our pediatric emergency certified physicians, we have our nurse practitioners, uh, we have our, CA, uh, our service liaison. It, it's a really good team that works well together and has really uh, gelled up to the, over the last three to four years. They help each other out. They're there for each other if they have a personal issue going on. You don't. They step up. They, you know, if somebody has a family emergency, they cover each other. They make sure that they're okay in their areas when they're getting overwhelmed with patient care. It's just a team that works really, really well together and score very, very high in their teamwork when judged by the patients. I'm going to ask a, a question. Sure. Is there one or are there two that you'd like to call out and recognize huh. today on the podcast? I know that's hard. But that is you... very difficult. Um, I think they all do a wonderful job. My charge nurses do a very good job of keeping everything running smoothly and doing the best they can to keep the patient flow. So I think I would have to recognize the group of charge nurses. And and we have so many associates that do the discretionary effort that will go ahead and propose a change to our process and feel comfortable being able to do that. Uh, a group of the nurses went and redesigned our treatment rooms, which are tech, you know our critical care areas for a nicer flow, better communication amongst the team when they go in there, and just giving them the autonomy to be able to do what they need to do. They always come through and they find a better way to do things for us. How do you feel when you leave here at the whatever the end of the day means mm. to you? Exhausted, for one. Uh, sometimes you can be emotionally drained, but uh, I'm very satisfied with the team that we have and very confident that they've got this. They've, they know what they're doing. They know how to do it. And the goal of my job has always been to work myself out of a job where they don't need me anymore. I'm only a resource finder for them. Now, you've worked in other healthcare facilities, obviously, yes. in both Canada and here in the yes. U.S. Is there something special and different about the culture here at Nemours? Yes, very much so. I've worked in different areas. Uh, Canada, to be blunt, is completely unionized. So it's a different communication style between your leaders and your frontline workers, and it has to be just based on what it is. It's more structured on your conversations with them if you're having a conversation with an associate. And I just want to say, you know, we could have done this better. Sometimes I have to have a shop steward there. Uh, and it has to be a formal conversation, not a casual conversation that we could have done better. And it just changes the dynamics of the relationship. There's good things, there's bad things, but that's the part that I, I didn't really like. Um, the culture at Nemours is, is very non-hierarchical within our department. Uh, we respect each other's opinion. We're able to have conversations. We we try 
to live by the standards of behavior and have those courageous conversations when we need to have them and at the same time leveraging the realities of somebody else's role. That's the difference. It's not um, an assembly line like I had said earlier. It's not just about checking that box and getting the patient out. We're okay to stop and use our team steps tools and say, I'm not comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this discharge. Here's what the family does need. And I haven't always seen that in every organization I've ever worked in to make sure that, you know, not only are we discharging them safely, but we're safely sending them home that they're not going to come back right away because they're still worried that we're giving them a peace of mind. There's also a safety for the associate to be able to say that. Yes, yes. Um, What would your colleagues and fellow associates from across Nemours not know about the ED here at Nemours Children's Hospital that you'd like them to know about? Uh, It can be chaotic, it doesn't always have to be. We we deal with a lot of the unknowns. Um, our children don't come with a diagnosis. They come with a complaint. And then we have to figure out what's going on with them. And sometimes that can be difficult. And we rely on our specialists through the building to help us through that. Really, it's just that we're a tight team that trusts each other and relies on each other to get our children taken care of. And then... You rely upon the rest of the hospital. We rely greatly upon our specialists within the building to help us with the complex children and the ones that we're not quite sure about or just to help give us, guide us on the care if it's a specialty service, but also on our, our inpatient units who do a great job of you know moving patients, getting beds available. Um, we're a very popular hospital at times, and it, it can be difficult to move patients through the building to be able to still uh, serve the patients that are still arriving to the emergency department while we're waiting for beds upstairs. But uh, we try and leverage that separate reality. Um, I'm very amazed at times on how the inpatient units can move patients, so many patients around in a 24-hour period to make room for the new arriving patients and still keep such great satisfaction scores. It takes a lot of associates, a lot of communication, and a lot of teamwork to be able to do that. Nurse Martin King is the Emergency Services Manager for the Nemours Children's Hospital in Orlando. We featured dietitian Michelle Reed in Episode 32 of the podcast, where she shared the poignant story of how her father's illness and death pointed her toward a career in nutrition and how a young family she met working a part-time food service job directed her toward becoming a pediatric dietitian. It's a career she loves in part because of the teams. Yes, multiple teams she finds herself a part of at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington. I'll start with the cystic fibrosis team because they're the team that I started with. Um, I've never worked with such an inviting, welcoming team First day that I showed up in the cystic fibrosis clinic, our uh, program coordinator, Kathy Peak, just threw her arms up and yelled, Michelle's here. We're so happy to have you. And then pretty quickly afterwards, one of our doctors, Dr. Heinley, came up to me and said, Michelle, it's so great to have you here. If you could take a second to look at this patient's vitamin D level and tell me what I should supplement, that would be great. And I said, you've got it. And I turned around and I thought to myself, well, I guess you're going to have to learn how to dose vitamin D right now because I hadn't done that before. So I was welcomed with open arms and smiling faces and immediate um, participation within that team and immediately asking for my opinion, my assistance, and my expertise. And they knew that I was new to cystic fibrosis and they knew that I was going to learn along the way, but their approach was, we're going to bring her right in and throw her right in and this is how she's going to learn alongside us. And it was an amazing experience. Then the other team that I work primarily with, which is the endocrine team, 
I have never felt so respected and appreciated and included in a medical team quite like the endocrine team. I have a significant passion for diabetes education. I it's my favorite thing that I do at work is teaching new families that are shell shocked and scared how to take care of the diabetes and how to take care of their child and how to go home safely giving insulin. And I take a phenomenal amount of pride in seeing them on the first day when they're scared and seeing them on the last day when they're confident and ready to go. And our endocrine team works so cohesively together to get that done for these families. And the passion in that team for doing that is inspiring day in and day out. And I've also, since starting that role, have pushed a lot to make the team better and better. And they've taken taken that push, which I appreciate because not every team takes it. Um, but they know where it's coming from. It's coming from that, you know, giving the patients everything we can kind of perspective. And they've gone along with me on some initiatives to make the care better um, and have supported me in that wholeheartedly. What's your favorite part of the work that you do? I really love providing not only education to the nuance at diabetics, but uh, support and a little bit of comedic relief. Laughing and illness is not, for me, a simultaneous thing. And our friend, our families are so scared when they get that diagnosis. And I really enjoy being the dietitian who oftentimes is perceived with a diagnosis of diabetes as maybe being like a food police and walking in and an instantly making them laugh, making them smile. And I can see in the first few minutes of my interaction just like a lightness in them. And I could see kind of the shoulders drop and them put at ease. And being able to really be by their side during the entire admission, it's very silly sounding, but I work in pediatrics, so I can be silly. Um, I feel like kind of like the diabetes nuance at Fairy Godmother, right? Like I'm going to be by your side. I'm going to coach you and teach you the things that you need to know. And then I'm going to send you off to do it on your own. And I don't know that our paths will ever cross again. Many of these families I see in the scariest portion of their time with the diagnosis and might never see them again, but I know that I left a lasting impact on them and every single family that I've done, Nuance Education, has left a little bit of an impact on me because uh, those admissions are the most daunting, but at the end of every single one of those admissions, I'm just a little bit more wanting to do the next one. Do you ever think about the long-term impact you've had? And you've been in the in the field for seven years, and maybe somebody that you, you first met and coached when you first came on board is still using your advice. Have you ever thought of it that way? And, and how does it make you feel to think of it in those terms? Well, I'm lucky that the cystic fibrosis patients I get to grow up with. So the babies that I met my first year in the clinic are now in elementary school. And the middle schoolers that I met have graduated high school and so on. So being able to know them beyond just the nutrition, the diagnosis, and know their activities and their families and know where they're going to college and the things that they're going to pursue in the future is so fantastic. And getting feedback from them of how much they enjoy our interaction is really, really rewarding. For the diabetes patients, I've occasionally run into diabetes patients on the outpatient side, and to hear from them that they felt like they did really well when they first went home because of the education that we did together is the most 
rewarding feeling in the entire world. And to know that any part of that interaction during a really devastating time could be thought of as a positive thing. Nobody wants their child to be diagnosed with diabetes, but to think like there were these people that I met along the way who left like a truly positive impact on me despite the negativity of the diagnosis is really inspiring. And then when I have a family that packs up an envelope of school pictures for me of their child who got education over a year ago, it's like the icing on the cake. And those pictures hang at my desk. And I look at them and I think, I met this family over the course of one week. And a year and a half later, they're giving me school photos. And like, that's why I do this. Michelle Reed is a pediatric dietitian at the A.I. DuPont Hospital for Children in Wilmington, Delaware. Did you know that we now have remote interviewing capabilities? It's true. And that makes sharing your story or that of a fellow associate who has gone over and above during these extraordinary times as easy as emailing podcast at Nemours.org than jumping on a video call wherever you may be to talk with me wherever I may be. That's podcast at Nemours.org. Kudos, as always, to our production team, Peter Adebi, Deborah Griffin, J.L. Puckett, and Jackie Williams. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast today on your favorite podcast app, or ask your smart speaker to play the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Fall River, Massachusetts, and our final words of wisdom today come from Martin King. Chaos is created when you get different messages from different people. I'm Carol Vassar. Thanks for listening to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Please stay well, please stay safe, and thank you for all you do.